everyone, this is Felice Gerwitz, and I can't wait to share with you my favorite books that are the tops on any summer reading list. No matter what your kids' ages are, and you're going to want to grab a few of these books yourselves, moms and dads. So let's get ready to learn about great books that I would recommend for your students. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Your host, Felice Gerwitz, is an author, a publisher, and your radio show host. She will encourage, educate, and inspire you with answers to your most pressing questions from homeschool, marriage, parenting, and much more. Felice loves to equip moms to live a Christian life because every moment counts. Be sure to visit her website at MediaAngels.com. And here's your host, Felice Gerwitz. Hi and welcome. My name is Felice Gerwitz and this is an episode of Vintage Homeschool Moms. This is actually episode 84. We're going to talk about summer reading lists, but before we get started, I want to talk about our sponsor, Media Angels. You can find MediaAngels.com on the website um, and there you'll find some great products, books, curriculum, uh, digital classes that you can download and watch immediately, creation science classes, as well as government and elections and history classes. Uh, you'll also find the Truth Seekers Mystery Series there, and I'm going to talk about the novels a bit later in this show. So visit MediaAngels.com and take a look. We have lots of specials weekly. And if you enjoy Vintage Homeschool Moms, there are lots of shows that you will really enjoy on this network. I want to give a shout out to Carol Topp and her show Dollars and Cents. This is a great show for the summer or really any time um, if your kids are interested or even you are interested in beginning a micro business. Check out her show Dollars and Cents on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Another great show that is practical and full of family advice is with Hal and Melanie Young, and that's Making Biblical Family Life Practical. Again, find it at ultimatehomeschoolradionetwork.com. Are you thinking about uh, going to college? Um, you know, are your kids thinking about going to college? There is an awesome show on this network, and that's College Prep Genius Radio Show. And that show has some amazing um, information about how to take the SATs, ACTs, or even graduate classes. You won't want to miss that show either. And that is um, created by Jean Burke, who wrote the award-winning curriculum. And it is uh, full of amazing information. And my kids have really benefited from her course and listened to her show as part of um, their homeschool journey as they are preparing to go to college. Well, are you ready to get started? Today we're going to talk about summer reading lists, and it contains an eclectic assortment of summer reading books. And so when you think about summer reading, what do you think about? What are your goals? Are they entertainment? Are they educational? If you're like me, you want them to be a little bit of both because we don't want to bog the kids down with you know academic preparation, which I know a lot of schools do. Um, but one of the things I want to recommend to you, and I will discuss this a little bit more later on as well, is having some discussion time and reading these books, especially when your kids get older, um, with them so that 
you know, you can have these discussions with your children, and it's really a lot of fun. And it's a different setting because summertime, you know, is considered the lazy days of summer where you can kick back a little bit, where you can um, not be so pressured that every single book has to have a book report. Um, You know, definitely document that you've read these books. Um, In fact, I have a couple of printables um, in episode 84, so you go to Vintage Homeschool Moms uh, Dot com and scroll down and look for a uh, summer reading list um, as a highlight. And uh, there you'll be able to find the printables. So one is um, to record books if you want to do that with your children. And the other is my list as, lo- as well as a little check off. Um, and I've broken them up into younger children, K through 3, um, elementary and classics, upper elementary and middle school Uh, as well as high school and adult. And so, you know, there are some books that are the tried and true and others that I really, really like. And I may um, not have time to mention everything. So if you go to episode 84, you will see there um, the list in detail and you can print that out and use it um, with your children. So, What encourages children to have a love of reading? Maybe you're listening to this audio and you're thinking, you know, Felice, my kids don't like to read. Well, I had kids like that, and for someone who loves, 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 loves to read, that was really, really hard for me. And I had to think back about when I began to love reading. And truly, as a little kid, I didn't like to read I would rather go outside and play. I grew up with my two cousins, Sal and Joe, from New York. And, you know, we were rough and tumble kids. And we were, you know, running around and doing all kinds of things. And nobody was sitting around reading. Well, actually, Sal read. But, you know, Joe and I thought he was a little bit weird, even though Sal was my age and Joe was a couple of years younger. And so um, it wasn't until about third grade, you know, maybe second or third grade it was, that my cousin, Agatha, who was a language professor at the University in New York, took me on a shopping spree. Now, most little girls like to go shopping, and especially with their older aunt, who's like an older sister to them. But Agatha didn't take me clothing shopping, uh, which wasn't surprising since I grew up in a household full of seamstresses. Um, But she did take me book shopping. And when I found that out, you know, truthfully, I wasn't very happy. I was I was pretty dismayed. And she said, but wait until you see these books we're going to buy. And I'm thinking, you know, there aren't going to be any books that I'm going to like, you know, and, you know, maybe we'll take one. But no, Agatha walked in and it was at a department store. And I remember walking through rows of things that I wanted to stop and look at, but I was following her, you know, I was a little girl. And here's my cousin in her high heels, and she's taking me down all these rows and beelining it to the um, bookstore part of this, this huge store. And so we walk in, and, you know, I see all these rows of books. You know, it's pretty attractive, you know, nice wooden shelves and all of these books. And she just plops down on the floor, you know, with her little her little high heels and everything. And so I sit down beside her, and she starts pulling books off the shelf. Um, Agatha didn't have any children, and she wasn't able to have any children. And later on in life, she adopted uh, several uh, children. But, 
you know, for me, I was her, you know, her little protege. And so she couldn't believe that her little cousin didn't like to read. And so she started pulling out these books. And it was Rebecca of Stony Brook Farm and Trixie Belden and the Bobsy Twins and Lassie Come Home and Little Women and Tom Sawyer. And I, you know, the sheer volume, there were so many more. And the sheer volume of these, you know, I think she bought me like, 12 or 20 books I don't even remember you know it was it it was in the teens at least you know and and she just was so excited and each book she pulled off the shelf and of course we moved on to other shelves she had a little story behind it and told me enough to whet my appetite to make me so excited about reading them and finding out what happened next and so you know she set the scene and so parents if you have children that are not interested in reading, you know, not necessarily uh, going like my cousin did and buying an overwhelming, you know, number of books. And part of the reason I started reading them, um, besides her setting this scene of, you know, I couldn't wait to get into the books, but it was a sheer volume. I was a very practical child and I couldn't believe she spent that much money on books. So, you know, I couldn't not read them because it would have been horrible if I hadn't. And so, um, you know, as I go through and I give you um, my list of favorites, I'll, I'll be mentioning some more of the books that she purchased for me. But, you know, it, it really does help if you make a trip of it and you go to a bookstore. It doesn't, you know, I know bookstores are, are unbelievably expensive and you can get it cheaper online. But for a reluctant reader or even a, a child that loves to read, Every once in a while, going to purchase a book at a bookstore is so much fun. And it's something that we do. You can buy um, or get the frequent um, buyer card where you get points back. And that really helps to um, offset that there's a little discount that goes with it. Um, so, and even as homeschool moms, you can get a discount. Uh, so you just have to fill out some paperwork. You know, and then... Another thing I want to talk about before I I get started in the list is the whole um, discussion or debate over abridged or unabridged. I can't make that decision for you, um, but here is my thought on that. If you have a high-end reader, someone who um, has no difficulty reading, I definitely would go to the unabridged versions um, that are a little bit more true to form, especially in the older books. Um, And then if you have a struggling reader, the abridged version is fine. Um, On all of these topics and titles I'm going to give you, you have to look at what your worldview is, you know, what your stance um, is on some of these things. Um, For me, I stay away from a lot of the fairy tales. You know, I did mention one, um, and I I will give you, um, you know, like Grimm's fairy tales are known worldwide. And so a lot of those, especially in the unabridged versions, are very dark, and I would not recommend those for little children. Uh, Later, that might make interesting reading where you can go through and critique. Another thing I want to share with you is how we go to the library. And it's very, very interesting to me in this day and age that we as parents have to be very vigilant on you know, I feel 
Uh, that might not be your opinion and you might be a little bit more open on what your uh, children are allowed to read or not read. But when we come back after this really short break, I will share with you the process that we go through when we visit the public library. We'll be right back. Hi, my name is Felice Gerwitz and I have two very special people here to talk to you about the Truth Seekers Mystery Series. And they are my granddaughters, Emma and Samantha Moss, and they are very special because their mom wrote some books with me. Hi, girls. Hi, Grandma. So, what do you think about your mom writing some books? I think it's really cool because I like to write stories, too. Well, I like to draw pictures, but I like to read, too. What is the favorite part of the Truth Seekers Mystery Series? Our mom wrote them. That's very cool. Well, girls, thanks for helping me, and visit truthseekersmysteryseries.com for more information. Bye, Grandma. Bye. See you later. My name is Felice Gerwitz, and I want to introduce you to my publishing company, Media Angels. I have a heart for homeschool families, and since 1994, I have poured my efforts into creating curriculum to support teaching science, especially from a creationist worldview to the homeschool community. My curriculum was selected by Kathy Duffy and her 101 top homeschool picks. Another labor of love is a three-book novel series specifically for homeschoolers with a creation focus, the Truth Seekers Mystery Series that I co-authored with my daughter, Christina. Media Angels represents uncompromising quality, not only with books, but with an online homeschool convention and this ultimate homeschool radio network with amazing show hosts. Along with books, Media Angels has produced an American history and an American government video series, as well as a family Bible study, Homeschooling with Proverbs. It has been my pleasure to mentor countless homeschool families and missionaries worldwide. I also enjoy mentoring aspiring authors with one-on-one coaching and the information in a nutshell series. If we haven't met, please reach out. I'd love to help you on your homeschooling journey, or if you have a book, help you getting that into print. I can be found on social media and look forward to meeting you. You can reach me at mediaangels.com. Thanks so much and hope to meet you soon. Well, hi and welcome back. My name is Felice Gerwitz and this is an episode of Vintage Homeschool Moms. Today we are talking about summer reading lists and this is episode 84. If you want to find the show notes, I have two printables. One on how to record the books that you've read at uh, the library or the bookstore, your summer reading list. Uh, You can print that out as well as a list uh, that I am sharing with you today. And on this summer reading list that I am sharing with you today, I am not mentioning every single book on the list. There will be some additional uh, books. So you'll want to go to episode 84 and print those out. Okay, so before we took a break, I told you I was going to share how we go to the library. Um, you know, in the old days, my mom and dad would take me to the library and let me loose because, I, as I shared with you earlier, my love of reading came when my cousin bought me, you know, um, you know, 12 or, or 20 books. I can't remember which. I know it was in the double digit. And, you know, it was um, overwhelming to me as a child that did not read, uh, that she had spent so much money. And so I started reading. And from that day forward, if I had to list my favorite hobby, it would be reading. There's nothing I like better than burying myself in a book and a story, going to foreign 
areas. And I think for me, especially, um, I'm going to share a little deep, dark secret with you. I am not, and I'm a, a out of the box thinker, but I am not an adventurous person. In other words, if it, you ever hear a sound in, in the basement, I would never go down there. You know, if I see that in a book or a movie, I think that's just dumb. The fact that Nancy Drew always got caught, I thought was really silly because I wouldn't have done half the things or taken the chances that she took. Um, whereas when my daughter read the book, my um, second oldest who wrote the Truth Seekers mystery series with me, Christina, she loved that Nancy Drew got caught and so did my daughter Anne. And I thought that was just horrendous. How could you let yourself be caught? I don't like fast rides at the, you know, at the fair or at, you know, Bush Gardens, which is near our home, you know. And so um, I think for me, the, you know, the, the ability to be adventurous or to live in a mystery story or that kind of thing really is fun because I get to live it through a character and in the safety of my own home. <laughs> So um, just a little bit of sharing there. But when we go to the library, I can't just let my kids loose. I have to go um, with them or they go to the library and bring back a bunch of books and then hand them to me. Because there are so many things that are inappropriate um, for our family. And so one of the things would be uh, promiscuity. Another would be um, some kind of mental ailment. Um, there was a book that I would have liked to read uh, just because I was interested in psychology, but it was all about someone who had murdered themselves and then later sent um, this horrible message to each one of her friends. And once they listened to this message, they were supposed to pass it on. And basically she was indicting them as to the reason that she took her life was because of how they acted to her. And I think it was for teenagers to share with them, you know, if you're mean to other person, people, or you bully, you know, that was the whole point of the story, you know, it could cause something you'll regret later on. But what a burden to leave with someone who was in that situation. And so, you know, these were books that they were perhaps interested in. So, um, you know, we had this big pile and I would go through them. So what I do is I read a little bit of of the first chapter, I flip to the middle, read some of that, and I read some of the ending. And in that way, I can get an idea. And if I can, I read a little bit more of any of those places, you know, of what this story is about and the gist of the story. And again, I'll know if it's appropriate or inappropriate. Um, Another book that sounded wonderful on the surface was this girl whose father um, worked with protocol and um, she was going to a foreign country with her father who worked for, you know, the president or somebody high up. And that was his whole job was protocol. So whenever they went to foreign countries, he would, you know, tell the president what what was like the thing to do. If you're going to see, you know, Chinese dignitaries, you know, do you bow? Do you shake their hand? You know, where how do you eat? Do you wait for the person? Um, everyone to be served, you know, just different things that happened um, that happen in, in different cultures so that when you go, you would fit in. I thought that was really fascinating, you know, something out of the norm. And as I read further, it turns out that the reason she's going with her dad and uprooting herself from her whole life is because her mother has just decided she's a lesbian. Okay, totally inappropriate. You know, so we're not going to, you know, read that. I'm not making you know, a statement on any of that. You just, you know, whatever is 
that might have been a perfectly uh, fine book for you and your family. It was not something I wanted my children to read. So that's what we do when we go to the library, when we go to the bookstore. And it's kind of a fun thing, you know, that we just take some time. The kids go through the shelves. I mean, sometimes they stand back and they want me to go through. And, you know, I said, no, you go ahead and, you know, the back cover can tell you a little bit. But then we'll look in a little bit further and, you know, see if this is going to be an appropriate thing. Um, The one book where the mother had made a different choice in life, the girl was really, really, really angry with her. So it wasn't, um, you know, it might have been an okay book. Um, You know, I'm sure at some point she has to love her mother because it's her mother, you know, no matter what. And that's, you know, fine with me. And I I think that would be a, a, a true thing. But it was... It was, um, you know, just something I didn't want to get into with my kids. So, again, look at that situation in that book, and you guys make your decisions. So that's something to think about, too, when you're going to um, look at a summer reading list or choose books for your children to see what books fit in with what you would deem appropriate. Okay, so for the list. For the younger kids, I'm going to go through, I'm going to give you some Um, titles of the book and then you can go through and and find um, authors um, that you like and find other books by that author and it's funny because some of the books I only like one or two of this author's books so you know don't um, do that as well look at those authors see like some of them I'll tell you like a C.S. Lewis anything C.S. Lewis is awesome um, same thing with uh, Max Lucado. Anything he writes is awesome. Um, so there are some authors that I just love, but um, others not so much. So, um, for example, you know we're going to start with kindergarten um, through you know third grade. So uh, that just you know the, there's a lot of really pretty picture books and easy readers. So of course everyone's going to start you know that is a Christian with the children's Bible or read aloud Bible stories. Um, then some of my favorites are Madeline, um, Paddington Bear, uh, The Princess and the Pea by Hans Christian Andersen or Hans Christian Andersen. Um, again, a lot of his books are good. There are some I would personally stay away from. Um, good Night Moon by Margaret Wise Brown. And it's funny, my sister-in-law who taught preschool hated that book. Um, but for us and all of the little books in that series, it was one of the first books that my kids could read. And they absolutely loved it. My grandkids loved it. And they, you know, it is very basic and it is very, um, you know, boring maybe to an adult to be read that book, you know, 10 times in, in one hour. Um, but it's a fun little book for the kids, I think. Uh, the Gingerbread Boy, a lot of um, good lessons to learn, and that is a folk tale. There's a lot of different folk tales, like Stone Soup. I personally love that story, um, but you know, look at some of the folk tales yourself before uh, presenting them to the children. Because um, even with the Grimm's fairy tales, there are some books that I remembered being fine, like um, oh, I can't think. Okay, like like Sleeping Beauty. Um, or The Three Little Bears, or something like that. But then if you look at uh, some of the older, unabridged versions of those, they're pretty graphic. So, you know, you want to um, maybe get an abridged version of those or a little bit more modern telling. So, again, take a look at those. And, again, that's something you can look at at the library or the bookstore and flip through quickly. Um, A Crayon for Harold. This is 
one of my all-time favorite books. In fact, I remember this book as a child and I didn't own it. When I got pregnant with my first child, I bought the book and then I found out there's more books in the series, yay, uh, and bought those as well. I have to also admit that none of my kids loved that book as much as I did. I love art and I love drawing and to me, I thought what a cool concept that Harold could draw, you know, the city and he was there. So I just love that book and it was a favorite of mine. And my grandkids like it almost as much as I do. So finally, you know, the next generation came along and loved it. Um, Children of the King is a really good book by, again, Max Lucado. And he's got a ton of beautifully illustrated picture books for children. And I think we own every single one of those. Uh, a lot of favorites like Blueberries for, for Sale um, by Robert McClowski, uh, Little Bear um, by Minarik, it's M-I-N-A-R-I-K, again, it's on the handout if I'm butchering some of the author's names. Um, Amelia Bedelia is just silly. Um, some of the books can be read, they have like early readers of her book. Um, by Peggy Parrish, and I think, um, you know, it's pretty mundane and she's pretty silly. And kids like that. Uh, Curious George by H.A. and Margaret Ray. At least Curious George gets in trouble for being naughty. Again, life lessons you can talk to your children about. Uh, Nate the Great by um, Marjorie Charmotte uh, was, was a fun one. And I think she has a lot of books in that series as well. Um, Caps uh, for Sale is another one. And I can't even begin to tell you who that author is, so I'll let you look at the handout for that one. Um, Noah's Ark, uh, there's a lot of different versions, so pick out your, your favorite. Um, the one I have here is by Peter Spire. It might be an older one that we had on, on our list. Uh, Children's Garden of Verses, I put that in the preschool area because you can read that to your children, but I also had my elementary kids read that, and that has um, is by Robert Louis Stevenson, who, of course, wrote... Um, books that your high schooler, uh, some of them that I would recommend your high schooler read. Uh, the Velveteen Rabbit, that was one of my favorites by Marjorie Williams. Another series that I never knew about until my kids were um, homeschoolers, and I bought the entire series at a homeschool convention one year, um, Billy and Blaze. I have to say that was one of our favorites. It was one of those books that I didn't mind getting, um, having the kids read to me over and over again. My son, Nicholas, in particular, really, really loved that series. And I think he loved, like, he wasn't a horse person and didn't ride horses. I mean, they did, they all did ride horses, but not uh, competitively. So, you know, I think Nicholas loved the relationship between the boy and the horse. And usually it's girls and a horse, you know, that girls love horse stories. Um, but for him, that was an amazing series. I would recommend you buy all of those books, and they're by C.W. Anderson. Um, and I, I love the illustrations, which I believe are um, colorized now, but they were in black and white. Uh, Winnie the Pooh by A.A. A. Mil Milne. And, you know, again, there's a lot more of the Pooh books. Either you like them or you don't. I loved Winnie the Pooh. Um, so just see, and then the little bear. Um, so again, look at those, see which ones, uh, you would recommend for your children and go from there. Okay. So let's move on now to the elementary and classics. And I have others on this list. So 
Again, go to episode 84, and there you can get the handouts. Okay, so elementary and classics, the story keepers are awesome. Um, That also, I believe, is a video series, um, but there's a book series that goes along with it, and it's by Brian Brown and Andrew Melrose. Uh, Very, very good series, and um, it has a lot of, um, it's a fiction, but but the biblical content is really good. Uh, The Whipping Boy um, by Sid Fleshman is a very good book. Um, I think they made a movie out of that that I didn't like as much as the book. Uh, Of course, any of the Pocahontas books, and I have the original in here. Um, There's a lot of abridged versions of that. Uh, Bobsy Twins of Lakeport by Laura Lee Hope. I grew up reading all of the Bobsy Twins. In fact, I still have my copies of the book and the subsequent ones my mother bought after the first couple that my cousin, I think she bought me like one through three of the series of the Bobsy Twins, uh, Nancy Drew, and Trixie Belden. And so um, the Whipping, or um, the Bobsy Twins has uh, language that was used in the 50s, I believe is the setting of that book. And maybe not as current um, as you would find today. But again, it makes a good language uh, discussion with your children. Uh, Cul-de-sac Kids series again uh, by Beverly Lewis. Uh, good series. Um, the American Girl series. I'm going to give you a little uh, heads up here by Janet Shaw. Now my kids, uh, my girls love the American Girls uh, they each had one doll. I only had two girls, thankfully, and my dad was very handy and took the American Girl catalog and created the furniture for Christina and then got to pass that down to Annie, and now we've passed it down to the grandkids. Um, but that is really revisionist history. A lot of it isn't quite as accurate as you would hope for an American Girl series. So. I know there's another series um, of books, but I don't necessarily recommend them, and some people love them. Uh, that's more of a Christian bent, but um, my daughters found those hard to read. Um, Encyclopedia Brown, again, this 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 one I have to relate to my, um, you know, a crayon for Harold book. I loved it, and that was another book I bought when I was pregnant for my son, who wasn't even born yet, and I didn't know was a son at the time, uh, by Donald Sobel. And I just loved Encyclopedia Brown because most of the time I could not figure out what the how to solve the mystery. But when I read it two and three times and then set it back all these years later and I'm trying to remember, you know, who done it, you could see the tiny little subtle clues, and I think it really teaches kids – Uh, to appreciate and to listen for the clues. So that would even be one book I would read with your children and both of you try to figure out who did it and explain why and then look at the solution. The Boxcar Children, again, we have, I think, almost the whole series of that. um, And my children uh, liked it a lot. And my niece was sharing with me some of her favorites, and that was one of hers. Uh, Charlotte's Web by E.B. White. you know, and also Stuart Little classics. Uh, you know, again, look at some of the E.B. White books. Some I liked, some I didn't. Uh, so again, use your judgment there. But that, um, those two are classics, and the videos and the cartoons don't do it justice. Uh, Pippi Longstocking. Um, I don't know what you think about an incorrigible child that doesn't get uh, punished, um, but she, it's a fun book. And again, one of my childhood favorites uh, by Astrid Lindgren. And um, 
you know, that I've got some other ones on the list again, so I'm not going to go through. Um, upper level elementary and middle school, and again, if your kids are higher, a higher level of reading, you're going to want to borrow from this list um, as well. And you can see most of these books are very lighthearted. Um, while some of them do have some academic value uh, for me, summer reading, um, unless you get into high school and find that you're not going to have enough time to read all the books you want to get through, um, I, I want you, um, you know, well, my philosophy, I would like you to have the same philosophy, but you have to make your own decision. My philosophy is to give them books that they're really going to enjoy and really spark their love of reading during the whole year. And so um, favorites of ours are the Cooper Kids Adventure Series by Frank Peretti. If there was a book uh, that inspired my daughter uh, to write, that would be Frank Peretti. She loved those books. And the next series I'm going to talk to you about is the Truth Seekers Mystery Series by Christina Gerwitz Moss now and Felice Gerwitz, me. Um, our books... Um, have that a lot of the elements of fiction that the Cooper kids have. Now, uh, Frank Peretti is an awesome writer. We don't even anywhere near compare to his ability to write. He is, you know, um, an unbelievably renowned author, you know, and, um, but we looked at his books and we loved his elements of fiction writing. And so um, our books are faster paced like his were. So the Cooper Kids Adventure, there was one the kids didn't like as well. Um, but you, I think it was called Flying Blind. But it had a lot of religious uh, connotations there that were really, really good. I think they didn't like some of the suspense involved in that book. Um, but, you know, it was a little bit scarier. But it's uh, anything by Frank Pretty is awesome. Uh, Christina even read his life story and loved it. And that helped her understand a little bit more about his writing, was reading about the author. Um, again, the Truth Seekers Mystery Series, that is a fun adventure series that um, I wrote with my daughter when she was homeschooled. And that book is creation science-based, so you will get some of the academics there, but we uh, tightly wove it into a fun adventure story. Um, again, the classics like the Hardy Boys, um, the Nancy Drew, uh, Hardy Boys are by Frank uh, Dixon, Nancy Drew by Carolyn Keene. Um, both of those books I would highly recommend older versions, not the newer ones. Um, my, one of my teenage boys, I believe it was Neil, um, he's my oldest, he bought some of the Hardy Boy newer ones and told me he didn't like them. In fact, um, we gave them to a thrift store. And so we found some of the older books. And the, and the trouble with the Hardy Boys is that sometimes the older books are so much money if you can't, um, you know, find good places to buy them. And I'm going to put some links as well um, in the show notes so that you can go to some of these places, like some of our favorite places to buy older books that are out of print. Um, and you might be able to find some books that are in print um, that, that are cheaper. And I know Amazon has... Um, resale of books but sometimes those books are really expensive there um i'm going to uh, share with you a series that we found maybe a year ago and i know it's for younger kids but my teens really enjoyed it and it's called uh, the first book was the false prince and it's called the ascendance trilogy by jennifer a nielsen and i believe they're making a movie it was excellent it was so good that i read it um one of the things i liked about it I mean, I figured out 
things that my kids didn't figure it out and I'm not going to tell you because I don't want to spoil the book for you if you decide to read it you can get it at the library um, and so one of the things I liked was that you could see uh, changes in the character there was a lot of growth there was a lot of little twists um, one of the things I didn't like that they liked was how smart Alec this one character was. They, you know, he was funny, and the whole opening was brilliant. I had to stop and reread it again. It was so well written. Um, you know, it was like reading Frank Peretti or C.S. Lewis. Like when I read The Hobbit, I have to reread it just so I can listen to those words being written. Um, so for me to say that about an author today um, is amazing that there are authors like that. You know, I can't say the whole book was written in that way, but there she has some like literary gems in the way she writes. So um, especially in that first book, I think more so than the subsequent two. And so that was um, that's something that you can find that's pretty current that is clean, um, you know, uh, the one phrase they do say is go to the de the, the devil, um, you know, which um, obviously has its obvious connotations there. But, I mean, if that's the worst that's in a book that didn't have any magic and didn't, you know, because you can see my list is devoid of all of that. Um, may not You may not like it because of that, but that's what my list contains. Um, the Sugar Creek Gang, a mystery series by Paul Hutchins, um, another favorite of our family, Chronicles of Narnia. Uh, yes, there is, um, you know, the witch there, but it's um, it has a, a more of a Christian connotation. Um, you know, I've read where C.S. Lewis didn't particularly write this book to be an analogy, um, but it obviously is, and there's a lot of good that you can teach your children about this. Um, and so the, that whole series of the Chronicles of Narnia is, is very... Um, we really like that. Um, Anne of Green Gables, again, cannot go wrong with that series by L.M. Montgomery. Um, the later books in that series I, I didn't like um, when Anne gets old, um, but my daughter is Anne with an E as well, and I think uh, that book had a lot to do with that, um, especially with my daughter, uh, Christina, who read them, and when she heard we were going to name um, our baby Anne, she said it has to be with an E. Uh, so... Um, I know it's from that series. Uh, the Golden Goblet, and I'm going to mention another one, are, are really good reads. Um, definitely good if you're studying ancient history by Eloise Jarvis McGraw. Very, very well written. Uh, Little Women, Little Men, Louisa May Alicott, of course. Um, National Velvet by Ingrid Barnold. That was another one that my cousin bought me. I told you I was going to mention some of those. And she also bought me Little Women. Um, Peter Pan uh, by J.M. Barney. Uh, again, don't know what you think about with uh, Peter Pan. Um, one of the reasons I put it in upper elementaries because I don't like, you know, the little kids are going to see some of that if you watch a lot of movies or, um, you know, whatever's popular. Um, and so we tend to stay away from some of that stuff until later on. Uh, Secret Garden, another one that, you know, the, the movie was horrible and they had to have a whole chant area in there, which we skip when we read and we fast forward when we uh, watched the movie. And so, again, that's one of the reasons we either buy movies or rent them so that we can control um, the parts that we watch. Um, Hans Brinker, Silver Skates, another one of my books my cousin bought me, uh, All-Time Favorite uh, by Mary 
um, Dodge, and another one, um, and she's a Florida author, I believe, uh, Jean George, My Side of the Mountain, and she's got The Other Side of the Mountain. Uh, there was a, a series of movies, not quite so good, um, just did not capture the flavor of the books, and I think my kids always wanted to um, be gone and, you know, and, and be on their own, uh, like these children. Of course, the part I couldn't believe was the parents' reaction when they found their child, um, but uh, the other thing, uh, well, you'll have to read the series and, and discuss it with your children, um, but I'll, I'll leave it at that. Um, Old Yeller, again, a favorite, very sad. One of the reasons I didn't like it was one of the books my cousin bought me, um, you know, uh, but a, a classic by Fred Gibson. Uh, Justin Morgan Had a Horse, anything by Marguerite Henry, just about. Um, loved that. Um, G.A. Henty has a ton of books. Um, you know, look at those. Like one of my son's favorite was In the Heart of the Rockies. Um, expensive, but uh, if you've got a really high-end reader, they'll like that. My um, Out of three boys, one really liked them. A Wrinkle in Time, <clears throat> excuse me, not one of my favorites, but my kids liked it by uh, Madeline Alingi, uh, Lingle. And uh, The Strawberry Girl, again, just okay for me. My kids liked it. Um, and Seabiscuit, uh, the book, uh, Come On Seabiscuit um, by Ralph Moody was a good book. Rascal uh, by Sterling North, a good book. Uh, Pollyanna by Eleanor Potter, Where the Fern Grows, Wilson Rawls, and Black Beauty, uh, Anna Sewell, another book my cousin bought me. Um, I need to add up. I, I probably can remember most of them and really find out. I don't remember exactly how many she bought. Um, the Bronze Bow is another one that I told you, um, you know, it, like the Golden Goblet is a good one for um, classical studies or studying the ancients, and uh, that's by Elizabeth Spear. Very good. Mary Poppins. Everybody should read Mary Poppins, although it's a little silly. The movie um, is a classic by Pamela Travers. Uh, Tom Sawyer by Mark Twain. Never liked Tom Sawyer. I always felt like he was so bad. And yet, you know, he's the hero in the story. And, um, you know, yet, you know, it is a classic. And my kids have read it, and I've read it. Uh, Swiss Family Robinson uh, by Johanna Weiss. I love that book. Uh, Cheaper by the Dozen. I read that in the second book by uh, Frank Gilbert and Ernestine, two of the kids. Um, loved, loved that book. I uh, love the movie. Not the newer version of the movie, although my kids did like that version. Uh, my Friend Flicka, another one of my books my cousin bought um, by Mary O'Hara, Robinson Caruso, another one of those books by Daniel Defoe. Um, Oliver Twist by Charles Dickens. Um, I liked it. Uh, my kids did not. So uh, White Fang I did not like. I don't like a lot of the um, animal books but they, that they do like uh, by Jack London. Uh, the Yearling uh, by Marjorie Rawlings. Uh, kidnapped by Robert Louis Stevenson. I would wait for a, a little bit older elementary um, there. The Adventures of Huck Finn by Tom Sawyer and Robinson Crusoe by Daniel Defoe. Um, one of my favorites, and my kids did not like this book by Mark Twain. I know I'm not listing a lot of books by the same author. We would be here all day. Um, but the, uh, I wanted to mention this book. It was a Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court. Um, I just loved that book, and they didn't. So, you know, read it and see if that would be one that you would recommend for summer reading. 
uh, and 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea by Jules Verne, another book my cousin bought me. And uh, reading that book now, it's so funny um, to think of what I thought when I read it back then because I had a whole different perspective on it. All right, ready for high school. Uh, the Complete Father Brown series by G.K. Chesterton. You can almost not go wrong by anything Chesterton. It's a little bit um, of a of a change for him because I've read some of his theology books and I need to stop and savor and think because that's not how I normally think. So uh, amazing writer, um, Anna Green Gables, uh, you know, that whole uh, series. Again, I mentioned it for younger um, and, you know, my high schoolers read it. The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings by J.R.R. Tolkien. I know I don't have a lot of, um, you know, mythological and, um, you know, and there's a whole bunch, you know, of mythology things I didn't include here, which you might want to, um, because I tried to make it lighter reading here. Um, and so, um, you know, these may or may not be books you would recommend for your children. Um, Agatha Christie, if you like mysteries, is one of the few mystery authors I really like. And um, one of the books I remember reading is Death of the Nile, and she has a ton of books. Uh, Red Bag of Courage by Stephen Crane. You know, your middle schooler may read that. Um, one of mine did, and one of my other ones didn't want to touch it till high school. Um, the Robe is one of those classics that I really liked um, by Lloyd Douglas. Again, look at it for appropriateness for your children. The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes, a classic uh, by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Uh, Three Musketeers by Alexander Dumas. Again, be careful of the version you have of that. Uh, you know, you as I'm reading these, you're thinking movies, I'm sure. The Princess Bride by William Goldman. The Old Man in the Sea by Ernest Hemingway. Uh, to Kill a Mockingbird, a little bit of a deep uh, topic there by Harper Lee. Uh, Screw Tape Letters, C.S. Lewis, anything C.S. Lewis. Um, you know, him and, and uh, Chesterton and, and Tolkien. But... Um, if you're only going to read uh, two books by C.S. Lewis, I can't just choose one. Um, it would be Mere Christianity for the first and then the Screwtape Letters for the second. Um, Frank Peretti uh, did an outstanding job with This Present Darkness. I promise you, if you read those books, you will never gossip again. You can see um, the, you know, the other you know, world, um, if you will, um, of darkness and light in these books, and it really explains it in a way that will um, really give you a perspective of the world in which we live. Uh, so absolutely love those books, and my kids loved them. Uh, the Cross and the Switchblade by David Wilkerson. My Both my kids just finished reading that, and both of them really liked it. Um, Emma, Pride and Prejudice, Jane Austen, Emily Bronte with Jane Eyre, uh, loved Austin, not so much Bronte, um, and so you make your decision there, especially for the girls. Um, I could not get my my kids, boys to read any of Austin. Um, they did read Bronte, but not Jane Eyre. Uh, the Man Who Knew Too Much by Ke Chesterton, again, a really one I'd recommend, even though I'm I, so hard. I promised myself I wasn't going to give you multiples of one author, but I, I had to in some cases. You may or may not like that book. Um, Dear Slayer by Jane uh, Finmore Cooper. Again, uh, use your uh, judgment there. Uh, Divine Comedy by Dante, a classic. Some of these you may want to leave um, 
for school and the, this list here is mostly for um, if, if for high school if you don't think you're going to have enough time during the year to complete it because now we're getting out of the just fun reads into more uh, schoolish kinds of things. Um, Tale of Two Cities, I tell you what, I could do a whole year on uh, Dickens' uh, classic there and Great Expectation. There is just so much uh, to teach about um, just life and how people react in those two things. I had my kids read uh, Tale of Two Cities and then um, after that read Animal Farm by George Orwell, which is a little bit uh, very similar in um, the moral of the story. And they could really, they did a compare and contrast paper there and it really turned out well. Uh, a lot of similarities there. Uh, the Country of Monte Cristo by Alexander Dumas. Um, the Farewell to Arms by Ernest Hemingway. Hemingway doesn't tend to be a favorite of mine, but some people love him, and he li lived in the Keys, and um, we've you know seen a lot of his um, stuff you know locally as well as in the Keys. So um, you know, I, I gave my kids a choice of books there. Uh, Les Miserables by uh, Victor Hugo. Um, I really enjoyed that. Don't know that my kids liked it as well. Uh, Last Days of Socrates by Plato. They did not like that one. Um, you know, it's just one of those books that just gives them good experience. Um, of Mice and Men by John Steinbeck. Uh, again, another one of those schoolish books. Ben-Hur uh, by Lou Wallace. I thought was a really good book. Uh, again, look at the version of that one. Um, a Time Machine by H.G. Wells, City of God by St. Augustine, Everlasting Man, again by Chesterton, sorry, and um, Imitation of Christ by Thomas Kempis. But that book is more of, of not just you pick it up and read it. It just has little amazing uh, revelations about God in that. Um, so it's just one of those you pick up and could be part of a Bible study or something like that. Well, I could go on. Uh, this was supposed to be a 20-minute presentation uh, with some audio in and out, and <laughs> I think I'm going to probably uh, almost top an hour here. But um, it's something uh, I feel passionate about, you know, having a summer reading list, something you can check off with the kids and give them or even show them the list and say, you know, what books interest you here and maybe pick out, you know, start with three, um, you know, some some small number. Um, if if they're older and you have some goals, then you may want to give them more. Um, but just fun things that they can read, learn from, and have great discussions with your kids. Hey, thanks so much for listening in. I really appreciate it. If you've enjoyed this show of Vintage Homeschool Moms, please check out some of our others at VintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Please give us a a comment uh, on the website or like us on iTunes. I want to get those likes and, and discussion um, or likings up on iTunes uh, because uh, right now we're not rated, um, although we did get um, chosen as one of the top 10 shows on iTunes. Uh, so I don't understand how iTunes works very much at all. My kids have to help me with all of that and my techie people on this network. Uh, so would appreciate that if you could. And best of all, you can say thank you uh, to any of us on this network by sharing our um, these audios with a friend. So take care. God bless. Hope you have great fun reading those books this summer along with your kids. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. 
Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com and the VintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.